Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back, you guys, to the channel. I'm not sure if life can get much better for me at the moment. From 5.30 to 9.30 there was an absolute beautiful piece of, uh, of a beautiful masterpiece, I, I like to say, and with the, a couple of really good, uh, really good players for me in that middle game, and then, and then the Cowboys winning in an absolute thriller there at the end. So I don't know if you'll be able to wipe the smile off my face in this one, but we'll start with our Knights and our Raiders, and obviously one of our you know, great players in, in, in the majority of our teams there with, with Jaden Braley picking up a 74 Got a try in there to finish off the game and, and ice off the win for the Knights with 51 tackles, a turnover tackle, uh, you know, bits and pieces from there. But just still just been incredible across this season. And he's, you know, after that score, he'll be up very close to 800K and, and push him up towards 400K of price rises. So if you started with him, then you've, uh, you've done a great job. And if you've picked him up over the last few weeks, he keeps delivering, which is awesome. Uh, moving on to Frizz, and he gets a 71 with the try as well. And he's been amazing this year. Far exceeding, far out, uh, far exceeding what we what we would have hoped from him. He, you know, was someone that averaged in the high fifties last year, and and he'll be getting close to that eight hundred k mark over the next bunch of weeks with those types of scores. And he will be playing Origin, so I think he'd be a cool target either round fourteen or round round nineteen or eighteen or nineteen there, as he will be one of the top edges. You imagine you've got, you know, Tohu, Fafida, Frizz, Crichton. That's kind of like your four. So, you know, with the edge position needing at least two guns, and he's probably a good chance of, of getting into your squad, I, I would imagine. Caelan Ponga, and he was one that actually was on a very, very low score for a long time and then and then picked up a try, a try assist in that last little period there, which helped them win, which was great. But then anyone who picked him up over the last few weeks would have been uh, really scared, but he ended up with 66. So uh, really happy with that. Good to see the Knights winning. Not so good to see the Raiders really, really struggling, but... It was a very, very important game for both these clubs. So, um, yeah, good game overall and nice to see the Knights come away with it after sort of struggling a little bit. Uh, Papali'i was 63 in 43 minutes, so incredible work. Picked up a, a line break, six tackle breaks, three offloads. So 
awesome work for him if you're still owning him. I think there'll be a few people still that still do. Um, in the grand scheme, he's he's lost a decent amount of cash, and he could be someone that we think about later on in the year. Tommy Starling, a lot of people are talking about. It's still crazy how, how good he's been averaging the last three games. I think it's just about a 60 average. Um, he's still priced at 420 and, and down 258k. So we completely know what he can do. I imagine Hodgson's going to be back next week. Well, that's was the, the the prognosis was about three weeks. So Starling will move back to the bench or out of the side um, completely. So be wary of that if you're looking to pick him up going forward. Jordan Rappenau with uh, with a 55. So this is getting getting back to a little bit of the, the work that he was doing in those first few games of the year where it was just getting good good metres gain, getting some tackle breaks. This has got obviously a line break and a try assist there, which is good for him. So yeah, to, to not have a try in there is, is really strong and getting a 55. And he's he's been a solid option for whoever has him. Whoever has him. I've got him in the alternates at the moment. He's doing a good job. So averaging 48 for a centre wing fullback, you take that every day of the week. So Good stuff to him. good stuff for him. He's kind of been flying out under the radar the last bunch of weeks as well. Uh, we moved to Clem, and he was someone that we spoke about this week as being a potential option in the people's squad, but it, just in people's teams in general, as he's he's gone down to five hundred ninety five k. So getting fifty two in his fifty one minutes it was really good to see the amount of meters he made this week at two hundred and five. So much better, much more of what we'd expect for him. Still only three tackle breaks and an offload. So. The attacking stats aren't exactly there yet, and I imagine if they if he was able to keep up that, that base of that 45, 47 base, that we might be able to see him get a bunch more scores in the 50s and 60s going forward. So definitely on my radar as a as a front row forward or mid to, to pick up in your squad. Georgie Williams with 51. Yeah, not not someone that many people have. I talked up Kurt Mann this week, and he literally ran the ball like twice at the end of the game, which was strange. So yeah, just wasn't on a high score for a good portion of that game. But good to see that, you know, even without playing well and no, no attacking stats, he still picks up a 48. And, you know, I expected him to average 55, and I don't even think he had a very good game at all. So 48 is, is strong. Um, expect some bigger scores coming down the track, and probably a good thing that he, if you didn't pick him up this week, that he gets 48, so his price doesn't go too high, which we'll, uh, which we'll talk about with a couple other guys that, that went up a bit high, like that scored too high for what we wanted, like Madison and stuff, but... Um, Crossland was 48, and he was on like 30-odd very early, so Kurt Mann caught up to him there, which is good. Um, but he's really cheap. Re- really cheap. My my issue as to why I didn't really talk about him, because I think he'll only get the four weeks, and then you have to trade him out. And that four weeks would have been 9, 10, 11, 12. So um, Blake Green coming back for round 13 when you'd really want Crossland. So pain in the ass. Um, that's, that's why I didn't talk about him too much, because they're just for that reason there. And I don't think he's worth it as a a three to four week play, you're probably only making 100k or so and that, that trade I think is too valuable at this stage um, to then get him out or have, him have a non-player in round 13. He might play on the bench for example but that's not enough. Uh, Hudson Young with 47, Barnett with 46 so moving to the middle this time with Fitzgibbon coming back and Fitzy played a, a big game was he almost full game? 65 minutes so um, yeah Barnett in the middle obviously good PPM but uh, the minutes is a, is a bit of a worry. If he can get sort of 50 to 60 in the middle, then he's going to be a 50-odd point scorer. But I think it's worth waiting a couple of weeks with him and seeing what happens before origin period as to if he's going to get somewhere in that 50 to 60. Because 44 is not enough if we're going to pick him up as a 56, 57-point scorer. So keep that in mind. Uh, CHN, Corey Harrow, we're at Naira with 46 in his 80 minutes. So much better, but just not running the ball. 47 metres, so... 
if he can get that up, you know, he's ran, ran for 47 metres, we've got two tackle breaks and offloads. So if he gets it up to 80, 100, then I think you're going to be in business and getting a, a bunch of 50s and 60s like he has in the past when he's played for the Dogs, etc. So keep that in mind, and, but that was a, a decent score at his price point there. Simonson with a big one. Look at him go, 46 with a try. Uh, a line break, four tackle breaks, just did everything pretty well in this game, which was good. Horsburgh, 45. Again, just keep an eye on him as his price stabilises or drops slightly. If he can get some bigger minutes, then it'll be sweet. Connor Watson with a nice uh, PPM there, but only 40 minutes, which was really concerning. So him and Barnett were the two worries in this game. They kind of split the minutes, really. 44 and 40 for the 80 minutes in total. So actually, that's exactly what happened because Watson came on for three or four minutes at the end when someone who went off. Someone, one of the wingers, uh, winger, the winger, uh, Musgrove. Musgrove had to go off at the end of the game and, and he came on for that. So yeah, they split the time there. So if that's the same going forward, I think that's really dangerous for both players in general. But good to see he can still get 43 in with four, uh, four missed tackles there. Got a nice, uh, nice try assist, but yeah, not someone to be trading out, definitely. At least holding until 13, even if he does average sort of 40 over the next bunch of weeks. He's not going to lose too much cash. He's at 607, so... Not too much to worry about. Um, Aikens with 37, yeah. Just keeps, actually keeps going well. I'm pretty happy with how he's gone. Not that that's helped me last year, which is all I cared about. Uh, Fitzgibbon comes back, 34, nothing to talk about yet. He's going to drop some cash. It could be interesting come uh, round 13 if he, if he gets back to a big minute roll and is feeling good, for example. Um, yeah, Musgrove, negative five. So that's a, wow, I haven't seen a negative five in a while without any... Uh, any big demerits in like Simmons or anything like that. But um, the only one to really talk about there is is Sutton getting injured. So that hurt them a lot and hurt any of his owners. So we'll see what happens over the, over during the week with him. Um, hopefully he's okay. But I think it was elbow elbow related. I haven't seen anything uh, since. So we'll uh, we'll find out with that. And if he if he's back straight away, you definitely want to keep him. If he's out for an extended period of time, obviously you'd move him on with with Raiders having a buy in thirteen. And last one is Bradman Best. I got a try saver and still got 21. So just not, just didn't get as much early ball as you would have hoped, for example. 88 metres, no tackle breaks and a couple of offloads. So not too much happening there for Best. And again, probably good if you don't own him that you can get him a bit cheaper come around 13. But I'd like to see some a form turn around from the Knights before doing that, for example. All right, here we are. The most exciting game of the round so far in terms of my fantasy scores because my big boy... Adam Dewey, the biggest trade-in target of the week, picks up 103, doing absolutely everything. So him and Fogg sitting at around two, anywhere between 2 and 3% ownership between the both of them, and I, I thankfully own both. So that's you know, what I was talking about, that, that uh, the video yesterday around uh, Joey Manu and, and these types of players, and, and Opacek, that are the low, lower ownership kind of players. They're really, really important for your week, to you know where you rank in the week and, and how you score. So... Um, in comparison to everyone else, obviously. So this one's going to help me big time this week, which is great. But yeah, I think Dewey, amazing. If you can get someone that yeah, fills a stat sheet like this and they're in the fullback position, it's absolute gold. Because you know, you're really happy with anything over 50 as an average of, as a fullback. And to get him at 608K, obviously he's going to be like 650, 660 or whatever after this week. But um, awesome. I think he's getting better and better as a player every week. Let me know what you guys think on, on Dewey there. And I think that was the big draw card for me. Is that he's obviously kicking goals, but he's doing he's just improving week week to week, and he's only he's only been playing what I think this is his fifth or sixth game of the year now. Um, but yeah, 160 meters gain for a big strong six. You're going to get the tackle breaks and offloads, and he didn't even get that many. But you know, 
he's he's in everything. He, he dummies and goes through and scores a try. Um, almost got a second one. Uh, well, he, what, about five minutes before he got the last one there, the, the the try at the end. So amazing work from him. And I suppose that's all I need to say about Dewey is I think he's a really good option, obviously, as to why you know I picked him up. And I hope a few people uh, took up that advice. Fafita was 76 and a Sinbin. So pretty cool that he was on, what, 83. It was right at the end of the game. But and a really strong score. He was just bumping Simkin off and Mbai and God, whoever else was out there. Just absolutely smashed him and... And they just fall on their ass, so he's incredible. But um, picked up a try saver as well to go along with his eight tackle breaks and five offloads. Good to see him get 30 tackle, 29 tackles, which was good. Um, but yeah, a good captaincy option. I had him captain in the alternate, so that was good. Not for Luma, was a really strong game for him. So again, someone we got to have a look at. 500k now. He'll be a little bit higher after this, but he's going to be looking really juicy coming into round 13. Uh, Foggs has been a good option for a lot of people. I'm just marvelling at how good his goal-kicking is at the moment. Just absolutely straight as an arrow. Um, that extra two points in, in there when he doesn't have to do too much is, is being great. So you can see the trend here is those the goal-kickers in most teams seem to do seem to do a lot better than than the rest of the guys. Obviously, just those sneaky extra eight to ten points, especially when a lot of teams are scoring you know, five, six, seven tries a game now. They're really, really beneficial for you. But only one one try assist and a, and a sneaky line break there, which was good. 20 tackles for four misses we take if, you, if you're giving you know 60 metres gain and 450 kick metres. So awesome work for Fogg, 69 there. He's got a season average of 51 now, and, and that's three games in a row of, of really nice consistency, which is good. So, um, yeah, great option going forward if you need a half, along with Moses and all those guys we've been talking about already. All right, Lucy Leilua with a 57. So back to that, and I think this is just where he's going to sit all year. You know, four offloads. Couple of tackle breaks, not running the ball as much as I would have hoped, but yeah, to still get fifty-seven when you're doing that, you, you take that every day of the week. All right, AJ really happy with his performance again, without really any attacking stats. The one line break and, and the try assist got a turnover tackle, but you know only two tackle breaks and still getting forty-six. You take that every day from a guy's five hundred twenty-two k. I'm still a great option. Just be worried that he might end up on the bench or or in 18th man, or if there's an injury, he might, he might play Origin, so just keep that in mind, but still a great option going forward. Uh, Lukey Brooks with 41, so if you're still holding him, you take the you know the big 70-odd or whatever it was last week into a 41, and he's still averaging 51 for the season, so you're just riding the ups and downs, like we were with Foggs earlier in the year, now Brooks is kind of like that, but you know Foggs at least has the majority of kick metres and kicks goals and stuff, whereas... Brooks, he's relying on a lot of his running game and, and try assist to, to get his points. So I still think you can hold him until 13. But if you, I can understand why people are wanting to get rid of him, like they want to get rid of Jerome Luai, for example. Uh, but that's that. Uh, Tyrone with 39. So to get a try and a try assist and still get 39 is a bit concerning, but that's you know, partly to do with how many minutes he's, he's getting. So 42 is a bit interesting. With Tino coming back, I don't know if that did anything to his scoring, but... Yeah, turning at 42 minutes, you're hoping for at least 50 with him. But again, 39 when you got Manu and, and a lot of the centers not doing as well, for example, and you take 39 and run with it. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about Pete. I still think he's a great option. Oh, here we go. Alex Twal, 49 minutes for 38. So PPM was down, no real attacking stats, which is pretty normal for him. Why does he get 49 minutes? That's my question. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, he's just such a worry now. Like, just averaging under 50. Again, I'd probably be holding him until 13 and moving him on because I don't think he's a keeper anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to get 38 every week. He'll be back closer to 50, but that's very painful. Uh, Kelly with 38, solid again, but without being a world beater in that centre position. 
Uh, Offhand Gowie, 38, okay. Simkin, 38, with a try and a line break. So, three tackle breaks, uh, three, sorry, three missed tackles and two errors, which, yeah, a bit of a Achilles heel for him. No real run meters apart from his, his try. Uh, yeah, 50 minutes was kind of, you know, his lowest of the year. But to get 38, you'll cop that and, and, that, and that slow price rise. But I'd still be wary of, of, of playing him every week because he would have got somewhere in the 20s, the low 20s this week in that 50 minutes if he didn't score. So keep that in mind going forward and just ride his price rises from here still. Um, and he's probably a move on after round 13, I imagine, for sure. Uh, Joey Leilua, so got a nice try and then kind of didn't do anything for the rest of the game. So we spoke about him as, as being one of those... Uh, Silly options that that's gotten real cheap and and has the pedigree in the past, but yeah, he's just too crazy. <laughs> that's what we got to say. Uh, Tino with thirty five and fifty eight minutes. It's funny that he just doesn't get the attacking stats because he really should. When he was with the Stormy, attacking stats for fun. Now he doesn't. Now he's not that type of player, which is strange. Obviously, maybe that's the Storm system, but yeah, it is what it is. Oitoi uh, Kamanu with thirty four minutes for twenty eight points. So looks like yeah, watching him had a solid game, but just the minutes aren't enough. When you're looking at close to a PPM of one, I thankfully didn't uh, decide not to play him and well had him in the number five position and and played Simkin over him, so he got an extra ten points. But then um, playing Alvaro for for my squad, so um, that's kind of you know what you could have done with the with the loop there. I had Hampton, for example, that I ended up uh, having him ready to go if he needed to go into the four position to take Stefano's points if he did well. He did not, so I moved him back uh, down and put Alvaro up. So does that make sense? I hope it does for anyone that's still asking me about that. Dave Laurie with 26. Yeah, just a bit of a nothing game. 120 metres, two tackle breaks. So again, going to have the ups and the downs with, with these kind of guys. He's obviously had a 17, a 26, and like a, what, a 70 now. So um, yeah, keep, keep him in mind. I think he's definitely a move on after 13. I just He's not going to average close to 50, I don't think. It might be at that 40 to 45 kind of where he's at at the moment. And then I suppose the big one to talk about is, is Mr. Zaxini, and he looked terrible under the high ball, didn't he? I'm, I'm glad that he got a really, really nice debut, but that was a very... That would be one to forget, that one last night, unfortunately. And and this is... Yeah, we've... The majority of our cash cows this year have been in the forwards, in the hooker position, you know? And these ones are so much safer than these centres and wing fullbacks. That's where... If you've ever heard someone talk about, like, your, your wing fullback or your centre, playing centre or wing fullback roulette... This is what happens. You, you, you go, oh, yep, the guy has a decent game or a guy's about to make his debut and we pick him up or they do exactly what happened with Sini last week and he, he plays really well and then everyone picks him up and, and then you get a low score, you know, a James Roberts type score uh, and, and then you, you're down in the dumps and you're like, oh, shit, how do I get rid of him now? You know, like literally in and out, in and out. Um, what, what did someone say in one of the Facebook groups was uh, Sini's score made makes James Roberts scores look makes James Roberts look like God. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um yeah, see, what can we do? Negative one. He can't play that bad again, but he may get dropped because that wasn't good enough and especially with them losing, for example. But yeah, this one here I mainly just want to talk about how good the Cowboys were because four wins in five games. Obviously it's against the against the Broncos and we can't talk too much about you know about that, but great to see uh them finish and win the game and that and that final that final set, they just I liked that they went, obviously ran onto the ball hard, but then drifted off to the side and, and ran hard at an angle there. And, and that kind of allowed them to get a quick play the ball as they were getting tackled from the side, allowed them to get on their front, quick play the ball and go. And that and that last one from from Hess, where he did the same thing, he ran the line and then quick step to, 
to get tackled on the side, quick play the ball, and they almost bottled it, really. That whole set was perfect until they passed it to Clifford and they went all over shot. But, yeah, ended up being great with Holmes kicking the field goal for the, for the boys. Um, and we look up top in the scores, and we've got our two big dogs that uh, are up the top there with, with Taumalolo with 84 and, and Haas with 76. So both playing big minutes. Good to see Jace play 71, back to normal kind of thing. That's 60 to 70 minutes. Uh, and did everything and, and got a try at the end, which is great. So maybe we don't see him lose as much money as we thought. He should, like at 84, his break even was that high, so he's going to at least hold hold steady over the next few weeks. But again, a perfect option to think about in round 14 because these are the games he has. He'll get the 55 and then he'll get the 80 or 90 uh, with you know, the odd try. He doesn't score that many, but in terms of his ta- uh, tackle busts and offloads, get get really high along with his 200, 250 metres. So... Um, good to see that with him. And if you picked up Payne Haas, you're really, really happy. And he, he's so good to watch, man. He's, he's an absolute animal. So big. Uh, 44 tackles and 160 metres makes 60 in base. So there you go. 60 in base in 62 minutes with your tackle break. So awesome work for Payne. Clifford actually had a pretty good game with 61. I wouldn't be thinking about picking him up, as you see. He already lost 85k um, when he was playing in the starting side before this. So yeah, I wouldn't be looking to pick him up after one good game. Uh, Flegler with 56, which was cool. Very interesting one as he's lost a lot of money. Look at him there at 345. He'll obviously be above that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him over the origin period. I'd, you could almost see him as uh, half a cash cow because he started. He obviously ended the year in a, in a 570k mark there. So yeah, scoring really well. And if he can get that, get that uh, you know, type of scoring back, then he could be an interesting one around round 13 to make some cash over that period and move him on. But, yeah, think about that later. All right, Herbie. Herbie did well again. 230 metres, six tackle breaks, one line break, 55 points, and averaging just under 40. So a couple of lower games in there, and and people were, well, I certainly would have been stressed about him if I was thinking about owning him. Um, But that's him there, doing well. Half half a chance of a pickup. Weird price, though. It'd be like 460 off this week, 470, so that's that. Uh, Matty Lodge with 54, so well done to him. Just going to be up and down. He'll get fifty four. He'll get thirty. He'll yeah. His price rises won't. They'll just keep keep sitting around that forty average and or thirty seven average and, and not do too much. So that's what you got to think about with Lodge. If you played in this week, then awesome. Uh, Pangai, another one of those guys. If he gets eighty minutes, he just he'll just accumulate the points. And I'm impressed with him in that sense. Is he wasn't scoring that well, kind of on twenty at half time and and not doing a lot. Just didn't run the ball as much. Still gets that random turnover tackle with a strip or whatever. Three tackle breaks, couple offloads, thirty-six tackles. He's just gonna—he's just gonna get fifty really easily. So, if he can keep that role, I think he's gonna be a great option for anyone's side at seven hundred eleven k, averaging somewhere in the mid fifties. Now, this one's annoying. What the hell is going on here? I trade—I I played Turpin last week. I hold the faith, keep the faith. Twenty-three in fifty odd minutes. He was on twenty-three in about twenty-five minutes last night, and then he plays the full eighty. What the hell? So annoyed. Anyway, so I said I was going to be smiling for the rest of this, but this one got me annoyed. <laughs> 53 in his 80 minutes. So if you held on to him, awesome. But pain in the ass if you if you traded him out. And they're like, oh, we'll give him 80 minutes now. And oh, we worked out Danny Levi's not that good of a player. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we've got to talk about this one. Kyle Feltz try at the start. That was incredible. Where the, how, does, how the hell do they not have the ball wrapped up? And he just sneaks his arm out from the top, like in, out of the grave, and then finds the line. He was... Uh, that was a special try. If you hold on to Ricky, 46 in the 80 minutes, so much better for him. But I imagine a lot of people might have moved him on. I see a couple of people picked up Jesse Arthurs, and he's he's actually a solid player, to be fair. 
uh, but it has an average of 40 over his first two games, so well done to him. Uh, Coates with 44. Yeah, solid. Decent try as well, up, up top. Uh, Holmes with 44, just doing a bit of everything again. Going to be that sort of just middle middle of the rung fullback, averaging as I think he's going to average exactly what he is right now for the rest of the year. Cowboys obviously doing uh, winning at the moment too, so that's helpful. But for him to still be averaging 46, mm, it's okay. Uh, Tice, Tice Gamble. So a lot of people asking me about him and my my worries weren't about him scoring well. My worries about him keeping his spot and they did lose again when they probably shouldn't have. But I think he controlled the game pretty well and 32 tackles, got the tries, this line breaks. He didn't kick too much, like 150 metres. You wouldn't say he got to do too much, but you're happy with his 44 if you picked him up and it'll be interesting to see if he keeps his spot going forward because if he does, he's got to make some cash. Alrighty. Uh, Milford with 39. I saw someone mucking around looking to trade uh, Cleary to Milford after his 60 last week. Um, Cleary 60, so that's funny. Uh, Carrigan with 31 minutes. What is happening in this? He's going to be so cheap soon. It's going to be so interesting uh, going forward if he can pick up some uh, form again. Uh, Drinkwater with a low of 25. So uh, Clifford kind of took over this game. Drinkwater with one try, which was good. Sarko with 25, I would have expected a lot more from him in this game. Had a same game multi with him as a try scorer, which didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, I think he's still holding with, with Sarko. Hold to round 13 and moving on from there. Um, anyone else in the team? Condon? Yeah, there you go. There you go, guys. Shows why you shouldn't pick up these types of uh, edge forwards. We, we got to see one game of him and we didn't like his PPM. And yeah, that means his work rate's not that great, which means coaches probably like, bro, what are you doing? Which means he moves back to the bench and then he scores bad. So there you go. There's a cycle. And Danny Levi with two. There you go, guys. That's the three games for Saturday night. Obviously, a really happy night for me in terms of my scoring. I think I'm 770-odd with four to go. So sitting in around a 400 rank at the moment. And it'd be nice to be be able to hold around that top 500 after today, which I I know a lot of people would have sort of four to six players left maybe today. So uh, with the McCulloughs and Birds and all these types of guys. So Avrilo. But um, yeah, that's the, that's the three games. Hope you enjoyed that. Please hit like and subscribe. I really appreciate all your support. And we'll catch you in the next one, guys. Have a good Mother's Day. See ya. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 